Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome to Burnt Cookbook Party, an original Pathfinder campaign set in a unique fantasy world where four heroes of varying skills, attractiveness, and stupidity race against time. <sighs> to prevent a war, I ran out of breath halfway through that. I am Jenna Steber, and I play Estra Blep, a fey-addled half-elf oracle who is exactly who she says she is. Zelf. I'm joined by Andrew. Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't. <laughs> oh, oh, there you go. Yeah, uh, you're right. Yeah. I'm Andrew Henson. Andrew I'm Henson. playing Johnny Broadchild, a hot and sunny Ifrit Resort spa paladin, eager to help and flex. <laughs> I'm Caitlin Stadahar. Caitlin Stadahar. That's me playing Patty Hurts, a ratfolk ranger dandy with a nose for gossip and cheese. Paul Meyer playing Zelf. And Elvin Battleshef carving a name for himself in the high-stakes world of magical cooking. And we're, of course, led today and for the rest of all time by our illustrious GM and world builder, Justin Green. Hey, Justin, how am I? <laughs> That's a great question. I'm not entirely <laughs> sure what happened. <laughs> <laughs> but I love this. <laughs> now you know how we feel, Justin. <laughs> And how are you, Justin? I'm good. I'm going to eat an entire strawberry shortcake. Whoa. Wow. Brag. The group is now waking up in the late morning of three-day, feeling refreshed. Please heal, reset your spells or abilities as needed. You guys have about six hours to make any last-minute preparations or investigations that you want. Zelf is making a late breakfast. It's probably like, you know, whatever you need to feel good about a uh, zombie invasion. So like waffles. <laughs> Sunny side <laughs> eggs, please. Smoked salmon and bagels. Yeah, we got a protein load. This might be our only meal of the day. Yeah. Patty said she wanted a vegan option. So, you know, whatever vegans eat. What, you mean smoked salmon's not vegan? <laughs> Damn. Just what can I use to investigate this cult club flyer that they brought back? Do you have linguistics, Paul? I have one rank in linguistics. Make a linguistics check, and also, what languages do you know? I want to give self a high five. Oh, hell yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, translation, brah. Hell yeah, high ah, five. Yeah. Sick, brah. I love how you're attacking that text. <laughs> <laughs> I think he knows common, elven, dwarven, gnomish. Undercommon and Sylvan. Wow. I mean, I know you're an investigator, but that's some high intelligence. What a learned <laughs> man. It's my highest stat. Hmm. Uh, and also, with Johnny's help, thanks as always, Johnny. Yeah, bro. My linguistics check is a 27. <laughs> yeah. Zelf, you are looking at this cult club flyer, and even though the only thing that is written on it is join the cult club, 
You can tell that the design around the edges of it is a code. Whoa. You are able to put together the pattern and it says the password is... You are able to get like the glyphs of the password, but it is in infernal, which is like the language of devils and lawful evil creatures. Well, Zelf is excited because he's on the trail like investigators (laughs) do. So he's going to snap and hold up his hands and say, who knows infernal? That's a no, buddy. I don't. No. Why would any of us know that? No one here speaks the language of lawful and evil. I didn't even go to college, man. (laughs) (laughs) Well, then who knows who knows Infernal? Somebody at the school or somebody in town? Oh, my God. Maybe my BFF Sasha does. Uh, No, no, no. It's fine. I've got this. I've got comprehend languages as a spell. Oh, yet another learned individual. You don't have to study. You just have to find the right shortcut. (laughs) Um, So I cast Comprehend Languages. I can understand the spoken words. I can read. Astra, suddenly these alien characters make perfect sense to you. And you know this is the infernal word for method, which are these little impish creatures. Okay. God, I love that. Okay. When you speak it out loud, all of the words on the cult club flyer erase entirely. And then as if someone is writing across it in front of you, you now read password accepted. The sheet goes blank again. And now a map appears. (gasps) Oh my God. We got to follow the map. (laughs) Let's drop everything. Let's be impulsive. (laughs) (laughs) You recognize that it is a map of Fainalan Academy. There is a spot marked with an X and then a date and a time, which is today at 4 p.m. Patty, you recognize that the marker is placed where you came out of the tunnel, <gasps> the underground area. Yes. Oh, the ice zombies are going to be flummeling <laughs> out of there at 4 p.m. Yeah, that's worrisome. I mean, maybe this is just a way of increasing the ranks of the undead, if you know what I mean. Murder. <laughs> Maybe this is just a way for Windhorn to gather other flunkies. You'd like have to be into some bad stuff to even like know that that's there. Maybe Ansel's not his only weenie. I do want to cast detect magic on this paper to see if there's any magic other than a password. Because if this is a lawful evil language, I know that infernal speakers are often like easy to trap into contracts. So a poster that says join the cult club <laughs> that has some weird infernal yeah, magic right. on it might have a compulsion on it. Zelf is already in the cult. <sighs> yeah. You turn around and he's got kiss makeup. Whoa. Whoa. What? Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Astro, you don't see any other auras on it that lead you to believe that it's enchanted or, or compulsion or evil. However, you do recognize that it's an identical spell as to what is cast on the password-protected letter you found on Ansel's possessions. Okay, that was going to be my next step, is I want to try Mephit in Infernal on that. Yeah. Astra, finally, this letter that you've been carrying around (gasps) unlocks itself for you. Awesome. And you see that this is secret correspondence from High Mage Windhorn to Ansel Pharrell. Yes! Oh, the drama! Proof! Here is a contract. So Ansel has made a deal with Windhorn. Windhorn has promised to protect Glorahan in exchange for Ansel's (laughs) compliance and help with this plan. Uh Uh-oh. 
and also as a gift to Ansel, well, Windhorn has massacred everybody in the town of Thune uh. and left the bodies <gasps> for Ansel to practice in anticipation yep. uh, for this event that they're planning. Okay. I mean, there oh, it is. He's just shit, a scavenger guys. and he's not even a particularly competent one. I feel a little bad about us trying to beat the shit out of him in Thune, but we were unsuccessful, so it's fine. I don't feel too bad. <laughs> this contract is shit um, because Windhorn did not protect Glorhan, and we know that. Yeah. That's right. The contract is already void. We would just need to convince Hansel. I don't know if he'd believe us. Okay, no, that's a good angle. We gotta find him, though. I thought we told him that Glorhan died when we met him. Did we? We maybe shouted it at him from a distance or no, something. No, if I remember correctly, <laughs> Paul made some innuendo about Glorhan, but I don't think Correct. he ever just was like, Glorhan's dead. <laughs> Jin hindsight might have been the play. Well, we were also supposed to break it to him lightly, so... Yeah, we were trying to defuse the situation. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's so unlike us. I know, and that's why it didn't work. Yeah. We didn't play to our strengths. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's never try to defuse the situation again. No. Agreed. <laughs> no. Escalate from now on. When we need to break something gently, we'll use Johnny's Blade of Mercy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man, we got to find this guy. We got to tell him. What are our best leads? It's got to be this map. Do you think he's hiding with Winhorn, or do you think he's hiding somewhere in the academy? It's safe to say Ansel didn't go home, because his home is burnt down. Yeah. I think, for, if I had to guess, it would be that he is hanging around Fanlin Academy, uh, just because I can't imagine it's easy to get in or out of there. Well, and I would think that if he's planning some kind of nefarious something, there's got to be some setup involved. Yeah. Ooh, I've got a pitch for y'all. What yeah. if we go to this location on the map and destroy all the bodies that are there? Oh, we could blow oh. shit up. It might not get us closer to Ansel, but it'll get Ansel farther from where he wants to be. We could blow things up. Patty loves this plan. And at the very least, we could investigate it with our own eyes. Like, so if you're a master investigator from what I've seen, and like, <laughs> maybe you'll be able to turn up something that we would miss otherwise. Eh? Right. No, I think that's good. Why don't we go case the location on the map and see what we can learn from it? I love it. Okay. I'll bring my bombs. <laughs> I'll bring <laughs> snacks. Ah. The four of you head over to Fainalin Academy to the location marked with an X. Astra, despite growing up in Fainalin, this is your first time stepping foot inside. Is it intimidating? <laughs> I'm not scared, Justin. <laughs> <laughs> if it weren't for the map and Patty having crawled through it before, you all would have probably overlooked the entrance to the underground shrine. It's very well hidden in the landscape around the back of the clock tower where there's not any foot traffic. But you find the hidden entryway and you shimmy through this uncomfortably small hole in the ground until you drop down into the cavern. You see the shrine to Ebnir in the center of this area, just as Patty had described it to you the other day. And you also see the frozen bodies lining the walls in this room, with more leading deeper into a tunnel that you know leads back to the court of the Archmage. Justin, can I make a medicine check? Mm -hmm. uh, I want to see if these are actual frozen humanoids, and I want to see if I can tell if they're fully deceased or not. Sure. If <sighs> the other of you guys want to make some sort of check specific to your characters, you can as well. Patty, 
previously had seen some things that she just didn't recognize because she didn't have any knowledge. Yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. She yeah. didn't go to college, Justin. Well, I didn't go to college. God. <laughs> Patty's just standing here twitching to throw a bomb. <laughs> didn't need to go to college for this. <laughs> I rolled a heel and I got a 20 on my dice roll for a 23 total. Perfect. <laughs> I rolled a natural one on my knowledge religion for a four. <laughs> well done. <laughs> I didn't study the bad guys. Justin, can I use my competitive feature on knowledge checks? For sure, yeah, yeah. <sighs> okay, that boosts my knowledge roll to a 15. Oh my god. <laughs> yeah, so Astra, you're not 20 on the heel check. You look at these frozen bodies, and they seem to be entirely iced the full way through. Hmm. However... They're just too detailed, too accurate for you to believe that they weren't at one time human. But they're not just mm. like bodies that have been frozen. They are people that have been turned into solid ice. Uh-oh. That's so fucked up. You start kind of looking around at all of the shrines and emblems, the, this altar that you see. As soon as you start to talk, Zelf cuts in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's sweating. Zelf, you know two things. You know that this is an, an altar to Ebnir. You also see some papers on the altar. They seem to be torn from a book. It's like half a strange language and half these like crude pictograms that seem to be depicting like a large mouth opening and swallowing phenolin. (laughs) Oh, hell yes. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, this is such an important question. Is it a human mouth or a cat mouth or some other kind of mouth? (laughs) It's like a disembodied mouth, a mouth that's not attached to anything else. Just this symbolic, monstrous mouth. Okay. That's unsettling. Uh, Yeah, Zelf takes off his chef hat and scratches his head and says, you know, I'm not too good at interpreting these kinds of sketches, but I think this is bad. Maybe worse than some zombies at a football game. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah. That looks intense. This looks like destroy the whole town kind of intense. Yeah, this looks bigger than a sports ball game for children. (laughs) (laughs) Zelf nods. But this is, I mean, Ansel can't do this. I don't even think Windhorn has the kind of power to do something like this. (gasps) But you know who might? A bunch of infernals joining together for a cult. Ah, cult club. Cult club, guys. Patty's real, real fired up right now. (laughs) (laughs) I can just see her like mouth chittering. <laughs> yeah, she is chittering. Patty has the zoomies. <laughs> Astra, how long does comprehend languages last? It lasts a long time, right? Ooh, yeah, um, minutes per level, if I remember correctly. Let me double check. Yeah, okay, 10 minutes per level. So, and I'm level five, so a little less than an hour. Why? Do I see something? Yeah, looking at this paper, the one with the picture of the mouth, you recognize that the language is goblin, and Mm -hmm. that it is some sort of tome, like, tracking the history of this goblin clan called the Gourmet, and they are talking (laughs) about ritual sacrifices that are being made to open what the Gourmet goblins call the Infernal Mouth. Ooh. (sighs) These goblins are hugely anti-magic, you can tell from reading this. They hate magic in general, but they're especially terrified of this infernal mouth. As just kind of a, a magical person, you understand that what they're describing is more symbolic and 
you've heard legends about the founding of Fainalin and that this place in particular was chosen because it was built at the time on a ley line that runs directly into the Whispering Woods. Mm. But a long, long time ago, thousands and thousands of years ago, the ley line was rendered dormant. But that seems to be this mouth of like great magical energy that the goblins are talking about is a ley line. God, this is incredible. Um, Zelf, I found something that's really more your aesthetic than mine. This is not cat related, so I'm going to pass this <laughs> off to you. Justin, have I heard of the gourmet goblins? You have not. <laughs> Damn. What would I roll to learn more about ley lines? Would that be like planes or religion or arcana? Uh, I, either planes or arcana, whatever's better for you. Uh, I get a 17 on planes. Not bad. Yeah, you know that ley lines are sources of magical energy. A caster can connect to it and just boost their own magic. Usually the ley lines are connected in some way to a specific school of magic. So maybe there's one that's like an enchantment ley line. Hmm. Casters can connect to it and then their enchantment spells are insanely more powerful. Okay. Do I know anything about whether you can like reactivate a dormant ley line? Maybe by killing a stadium full of people or something (laughs) like that? (laughs) Yeah. Or erecting an altar to an evil deity. Yeah. It certainly seems that the goblins think that you can feed the ley line through ritual sacrifice and restart it. Well, gross and bad. That's bad and gross. (laughs) Astra, how do you feel about casting detect magic and seeing if there's anything magical? Oh, I I love that. I love that. I'll pop that immediately. (laughs) That was it. (laughs) Make a spellcraft check decent spellcraft and i rolled okay so that's a 23 okay you just feel this aura of evocation in the room but also of an evil spell strong evil spell and you're able to identify it as the desecrate spell so this area has been desecrated you know that that gives bonuses to undead creatures that were created in this area or who are near it the shrine being here also in the desecrated area boosts it as well. Well, that seems like bad news. So, I mean, one of two things. Either Ansel's already created a bunch of uh, beefed up desecrated undead here, or he hasn't yet and we should destroy it now. Are we going to blow up a clock tower? Yeah, we are. (laughs) Hell yeah, we (laughs) are. Wait, Patty, do you still have that bomb? I absolutely do. You mean um, <gasps> my remote detonation? <laughs> so the clock tower is the dorm where all of the Fenrir Academy students live instead. Okay, yes. I do remember that. Not saying you can't. No, we can't. <laughs> <laughs> Out Justin. of solidarity with my sisters, I will blow them up while they sleep. That's not sisterly of me to do. Although I was really itching for an opportunity to use that remote demolition bomb. Really itching. What if we send a bomb threat to the school so that the clock tower evacuates and then we remotely detonate the bomb? <laughs> So phone in a real bomb threat because we have placed a bomb. (laughs) Wait, it's a fake bomb threat (laughs) that becomes real. (laughs) A bomb notice. Yeah, there's a bomb notice. Please vacate the premises. But definitely I'm down to deal with this desecration. I was getting bad vibes now that you've mentioned it. Wow. (laughs) I had noticed the hairs on your back of your neck have been standing up since we stepped in here. 
Yeah, it's a little cold, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have, like, a magic spell that'll resecrate? <gasps> like, re- Re recrate, resecrate? Can you resecrate this? <laughs> Resecrations. I don't think I can do any resecration. No. <laughs> I also didn't go to college. I kind of like did this like training thing. You went straight to the military. That's totally, totally valid. Dude, oh. Patty, respect. Thank you. You're welcome. Daddy. <laughs> Some of us go to the armed forces. Some of us just join the bourgeoisie. I mean, what can I say? (laughs) (laughs) Two totally valid routes. Whichever you want to take. (laughs) (laughs) But definitely my, like, go-to whenever, like, I don't know about these sorts of things would be to, like, go to a church. So, like, we could go back to the Church of uh, Selenus and, like, they might know about this. Like, thinking about the whole, like, opposition thing, chaotic good probably doesn't like lawful evil that much in terms of, like, domain. So, like, they probably help us out. Yeah, I like that. I like blowing it up after we have safely evacuated it. I think (laughs) that maybe that's our plan A and our plan B. Um, Patty, Zelfa, how do you feel? I mean, these bodies are really grossing me out. So, you know, I would love to get rid of them as fast as possible. That's my priority. (laughs) Patty, if you want to get a fire going, I can start breaking these bodies down into, like, fire-sized ice cube chunks. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, maybe we don't have to totally resecrate the area. Maybe we can just fuck up the vibe. Yeah, just chunk them up. It's fine. Johnny, use that big sword, cut them into little pieces. No problem. On it. Yeah, you guys are able to smash up these ice sculpture people. Rest in peace. (laughs) John, you're able to destroy this altar to Ebnir. It's pretty sturdy. Um, You're able to take your time here. You get a good idea of how tough it is and how you'll need to destroy it in the future if you were to encounter one again. (laughs) That's interesting. Yeah, okay. Honestly, it's pretty good construction, but like, I think, like, if I can just wedge it in here, yeah, oh, yeah, like, it's not gnomish made. Like, they usually have, like, a trap support. Okay, I've made a note for no reason in particular of the HP and hardness of an Ebnir shrine. After about an hour of work, you've cleared out this shrine of all of the creepy ice sculptures. Did destroying the altar change the desecration spell? The only way to get rid of the desecrate spell is to dispel it or to cast consecrate. Uh, okay. Consecrate. <laughs> resecrate. Consecrate. Yeah. Yeah. You, okay. Sometimes when you secrete, you need to resecrate. Okay. The shrine doubles the spell's power, so getting rid of the shrine did do a decent chunk to it. Nice. Well, that was productive. Can we like leave a trap for anyone who comes here? Oh. You have a member of your party who would love to make a trap. <laughs> We've done the cartoon ankle noose before. Classic. So I'm thinking this time it's going to be like a cartoon giant net that just yeah. like <gasps> them up into the air and hangs them from the ceiling in a big net. Awesome. I love that. Caitlin, I will have you make a craft trap check oh. and what you roll is going to be the DC to get out of it for whoever you potentially would trap. Love oh, I love that. That's so good. That sounds righteous and I love that we're <laughs> catching bad guys with it. <laughs> okay, I've rolled an 18. 
18 is strong. Yeah, it is. Patty spends a bit of time constructing a trap while you guys are doing your collegiate work. Patty is building <laughs> this trap to swoosh up anybody who comes in after you guys. Excellent. You never know what you're going to catch. Bad guys. Uh, good idea. Good idea, Andrew. I was going to say the other thing is maybe we could send a message to them the only place where the paladins are and tell them, hey, actually, we found, you know, evidence of an evil Ebnir ritual about to go down tomorrow. You guys should book it back here. I do have a feather token bird. I replaced my last one. So if we absolutely wanted to do that. You really think that involving Castian is going to help anything? How long would it take for them to get back from the temple? Like, it's not... Right next door, right? Right. It says it's kind of far away. Well, Johnny, here's here's my bird token. If you want to send it off to Castian, I understand. I don't know if he's going to be much help, but I, we might need all the help we can get. That's kind of what I'm thinking. Like, mm. you know, like if we can't stop the ritual, it might turn into like a pitched battle. And like, mm. I would want my allies on the way. Okay, no, that's a good call. Here it is. <sighs> Fine. I hate that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, infernal mouths make strange bedfellows. Yeah. <laughs> what is the administration of the school like? If we went to headmaster, <laughs> you know, what's his face and said, hey, we have evidence that your college is going to get attacked by necromancers, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Would they be like, what's important here is sports event. or or could we get resources from the quote-unquote authorities so it's kind of a coin flip because a miss morn who you trust since you specifically to do just that Mm -hmm. with a letter to the headmistress who's her friend we never talked to her did we (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we could go talk to her. Oh you guys want to go talk to Miss Yeah, Morris we've got to talk to her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The flip side of that would be that you do know that one of the highest drinking people in Fainolin, and Berwin for that matter, is involved. Right. <laughs> so that could go real badly. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking that the triad judges seemed like they wouldn't be too much help, but I don't know. It's worth a shot. Maybe Miss Morn trusts this lady for a reason. Yeah, that's true. Out of character, I feel like Miss Morn is probably reliable. I think this is a good option. We don't have a lot of time left, but we got a little bit. Yeah. Could we split up to cover more crowd? No! <laughs> no! <laughs> Does anybody think it would be worth trying to find the goblin tribe to see if they know more about this ritual? Or do you think their condensed historical knowledge already exists in the papers the party already found? I bet it would be useful. I bet it would, but I'm I... thinking that they could be a possible ally in this. I'm also yeah. concerned about how they're going to react to the magic-using members of our party. Yeah, listen, they're, they're in the Whispering Woods, and we absolutely don't want to fuck with that. See, I do want to fuck with that, but I also don't want to fuck with it like hours before this major yeah, thing okay. we have to deal with. It's not technically in the Whispering Woods. That's still up to you guys if you want to engage the goblins when you do have a time limit. How far away is the gourmet goblin encampment village, mm. whatever you call it? And what ways do they have to go there? Could they rent a horse or a carriage? Yeah, uh, definitely. I think that all that stuff is available. It'd probably take you about an hour on foot. 
Okay. Nothing could go wrong, right? Like, I don't think there's, so. There's no possible oh, scenario where they'd attack us or hold us captive or put a bomb vest on us or anything like that. Yeah, they seem to hate magic, and that's bad news because pretty much all of us have magic to some degree. Um, some of us to greater degrees than others, Zelf. Ugh. In my heart, I feel like that's a terrible idea. Um, and you guys trust me, right? <laughs> I mean, you are a hero. <laughs> Another question, Justin, is how long would it take to get to the, the Zarmaz Ranch, the place where Ansel Frail had previously stayed? Uh, I feel like there's a chance that there's some information about what his powers are or what his connections mm-hmm. are. About the same distance to the south. I would say you get to Zarmas faster just because you can take the paved roads. I keep wanting to call it the Zardo's Ranch. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's where they grow green grain. Anyway, <laughs> I think we should split up. Oh, you're right. <laughs> yeah. The cost of splitting up is less in this narrative portion where we're doing kind of this high level investigation more so than when we split up in a tactical environment. So I think we should make the most of our six hours, maybe meet up with a couple hours left. Okay. Well, if we're splitting up, I think that probably me and Johnny should go see the goblins, us two non-magickers. Yeah. Less magickers anyway. Relatively less. I can yeah. enchant coins. That's about it. I don't think they'll <laughs> care about that. Uh, team party, I think, should probably go see the goblins. <laughs> team party. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, uh. Should we all talk to the headmistress and then split up to go to the things that are a little further away from the city? I- or should we prevent Patty from talking to this lady because Patty is already a wanted criminal in Fanolin for having broken no. into no. <laughs> no. office? I'll just stand in the back. <laughs> no, I think if we're splitting up, we should make the most of our splitting up. Okay. We'll say our goodbyes, and then if we end up walking in the same direction, it'll be awkward because we like already said goodbye. I think that's the plan. So, Zelf, do you want to go see the headmistress with me? I do. Okay, good. Love to team up with you, Zelf. All right, Patty, let's go. <laughs> let's go, bro. <laughs> Goblin time, I'm excited. <laughs> I'll see if we can get a horse. I'm a little afraid of horses, but oh. just tie me on with a rope. Would you feel better, like, if you, like, sat on my shoulder? Yeah, or, I think like... I would. I think I would. Just yeah. put me higher in the air. Yeah, okay. No, I get it. It's cool. Get a baby Bjorn. Also, it'll be intimidating because they'll think it's, like, a really giant guy coming. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. I think they're going to think it's Johnny wearing a mouse that he skinned. <laughs> I think the goblins are not going to know what the fuck they're saying. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. Ah, teamwork, that's what this show is all about. Dividing, but to conquer. Coming together, helping your fellows in their drive for a single goal, like... For instance, the goal of supporting a cool podcast full of cool idiots that you like. Wow. Yeah, that's right. We have a Patreon. It's patreon.com slash bcbparty. Signing up gets you access to ad-free episodes, to dialogue and stuff that was cut from episodes, to world-building stuff like then Eloflute stat sheet so you can add a doot-doot Eloflute to your game. Plus, character questions, where everyone answers a getting-to-know-you-style question in character, and we learn more about their, like, whole backstory and worldview. 
Patrons have already been submitting incredible questions for future question segments, and we're really excited to crack into those. So if there's something you want to know about these glorious buffoons, sign up for a Patreon today. That's patreon.com slash bcbparty. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Zelf and Astra. Yeah. <laughs> We're so stupid. <laughs> How are you wanting to approach this situation, I guess? I think we just go to her office. That complicated enough for you, Justin? <laughs> Should we add more weird loopholes and rolls? Yeah. <laughs> One of us is going to climb in the window. I guess if you guys are being upfront and professional, I'll have you guys make diplomacy check. Huh. Oh, no. Upfront and professional is not how I would describe anyone <laughs> in this group. Zulf is a professional chef. Diplomacy is not my strength. I rolled a 17, and with my plus 11 diplomacy, wow. I get a 28. <laughs> People in authority love me. That's, God, that's incredible. <laughs> All right, I, I squeaked by with a 16. <laughs> Phew. You know that at the very top of the clock tower is the office of headmistress Nerixena. And Fainalyn Nerixena is a local legend. She's a very powerful summoner who has been the headmistress of the academy for 500 or 600 years. Entering the clock tower, you walk through the same commons area that Patty had been through previously. So you see the missing student memorial right off. You see some couches and desks where people are studying or relaxing with friends. Self, did you go to college? <laughs> go to private school? <laughs> you could call it that. Chef sleepaway camp? It was chef sleepaway camp, actually. 
Oh, really? <laughs> Before the chairman started his apprenticeship program, he had chef camps. Oh, whoa. That doesn't sound like a fun camp. And one of these evenings, we'll drink some wine and I'll tell you about it. <laughs> oh, well, that sounds lovely when you put it like that. <laughs> yeah, I never, I never came to the academy. It wasn't my style, you know. It wasn't my vibe. Looking around and seeing all these people on these couches hanging out, being loafs. I'm like, maybe that's a good thing. Fuck this place. <laughs> I'm over it. I'm over it. I think you're right. In an institution like this, it's like a hothouse garden. All of these people, they won't become anything once they leave the school. They're only something while they're in it. Yeah, exactly. What do you learn here? You learn the things that the teachers know, but you don't learn anything else. But, you know, that knowledge just gets passed down and becomes smaller and smaller every time it gets handed down. You got to go out into the real world if you want to learn magic or cooking, <laughs> as I always say. That's right. <laughs> You're preaching to the choir. Uh, yeah, that's elf. All right, let's go talk to this headmistress. We'll show her how to save her own school. <laughs> <laughs> Another bizarre interaction where I can't quite tell what the vibe is. <laughs> <laughs> it's real straightforward. I don't know. I don't know. Astrid definitely doesn't feel intimidated and, and isn't at all trying to <laughs> cut down this place and build herself up. <laughs> all these hoity-toity goody two-shoes with their legitimate education. Fuck this place. Fuck this place. These loafs. Justin, are any of these students zombies? Can I make like a... <laughs> Can I make like a sense motive check? Straight to the point. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, Zelf is just gonna, under his breath, he's gonna say like, brains. Or if like they start saying brains. <laughs> Astro goes, yeah, drains, drains on society, all of them. Uh, sense motive, I don't know. I, I would say like heal would be the lowest DC, perception would be next. Uh, heal, yeah, I'll make a heal check. Oh. I somehow rolled a 20 for a total of 27. Wow, 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 wow. The fact that you fought these zombies before, you are feeling pretty That's confident right, that none of these are zombies. So when you got close enough to them, you could kind of tell, you know, oh, he, he can't fake a pulse, right? Just little things that when you're right up on them, you can tell. And so you're pretty confident that none of the students that you're passing in the clock tower currently are undead. Okay. Well, beyond that, I don't think Zelf would want to talk to any of these kids. <laughs> <laughs> that is smart, though. That's a good call, Paul. Reaching the top of the clock tower, you can recognize that Nerixina's office is located directly behind the clock face. So coming up the stairs, you begin to encounter gears and moving parts built into the iron walls. And eventually, you find yourself standing in front of this huge metal door that seems to be connected to the clockwork mechanism. When you approach the door, the gears begin to move and combine. They're assembling themselves into the form of a large cat Ooh. that's about the size of a panther. And it leaps down in front of you. Cool. Despite being made of this arcane technology, it still moves and acts like a real cat. I want to use my battle chef quick study ability to see Ooh. what spell-like abilities this panther has <laughs> even though i don't think that's what we're here for <laughs> you might as well know, that's smart make an arcana check zelf all right 
And for knowledge checks that I'm trained in, I can use inspiration without spending any inspiration points. So my total is 22. Cool. (laughs) Zelf, you were able to tell that this creature is an Eidolon. So this is a creature summoned by Nerixna and is an extension of her own power. Cool. You know that if you eat it, you could (laughs) potentially get some of her magic, uh, but it is frowned upon. (laughs) (laughs) I think this thing's going to put up a little more fight than like the spider goo. It would eat Zelf and get his powers. Um, hello, Panther. Um, I've got this letter what says we can talk to the headmistrix, so I think you should let us by, good kitty. The panther looks at the letter as if it is actually reading it. Yeah. <laughs> it turns around and it kind of melds back into the workings of the wall, and then the gears turn and the door opens. Mm-hmm. And you see inside this office, Nerixina herself sitting at her desk, like totally unbothered. <laughs> She's like reading a book by candlelight at her desk. Is it a romance novel? It's <laughs> <laughs> a good question. Is it Archie Comics? <laughs> it's an ancient magical tome. Ugh, boring. Lame. <laughs> Yeah, no, Astra's going to lean over and say, Zelf, this this letter is really powerful. Know. You know, people take for granted how much power letters can get you, but also, like, they're so easy to forge. It's incredible. <laughs> and this one's legit, but I'm just saying, like, you can just get anywhere. Isn't that cool? Anyway, headmistress, hello. Thanks for seeing us. She doesn't look up from her book, but she smiles politely. She says, I am told that Adrian sent you. Is that correct? Oh, well, we're not on a first name basis with her. But yeah, Miss Morn sent us. There's some dire shit happening here in Fanolin Academy. And we think it's going to go down today in a relatively short order. And we were hoping that you could stop it because I don't think we can. She puts the book down and gives you her full attention. And she says, why don't you lay everything out for me, dear? Well, there's this guy. Um, he was a part of this academy. His name's Ansel and you booted him. <laughs> but I think a good choice on that one. Well, he's back And he's going to take revenge. And if he does that, some people will get eaten. I'm not entirely certain on the details. Zelf, what do you got? Adding to that, (laughs) Winhorn is an agent of Ebnir secretly, and he massacred (laughs) Thun to provide Ansel with raw materials. And we have an encoded letter (laughs) written in Infernal by his hand confessing that. That's so much more important than the things I mentioned. (laughs) Thank you, Zelf. She sets up and she holds her hand out. She's like, may I read this letter that you're talking about? Those are some hefty accusations. Uh, Zelf glances at uh, Astra like, well, here it is. Either she'll help us or (laughs) she's about to throw us in a magical prison. But he'll unfold the letter and hand it over. Might as well start with trust. And then when trust fails... (laughs) (laughs) when not if trust fails yeah i also had this moment where i was like this is just like when we met with windhorn i know (laughs) (laughs) just just go from one to other oh man okay now you're right let's trust she takes the letter and she waves her hand over it the words come up that say password and then the letter like kind of fritzes out and then just reveals itself to her (sighs) just forcing her way through magically oh cool and she reads it over 
We need to be very careful as to not tip our hands to Windhorn that we're onto him too early. <laughs> Luckily, I'm very close with the former Archmage. You may know him as the head of Shadowwind. Ah. Valkanth Venturi. Yeah, we heard of him. Right, we're not on a first name basis with him either. Nah. <laughs> he still has connections at the castle. I think perhaps we should have someone uh, above Windhorn ready to get him into Bitterhold should he fight back. I think that would be lovely. Unfortunately, we're on a bit of a short timetable. This is happening tonight. But you're on board for helping with this? Maybe taking care of it entirely? <laughs> <laughs> Let's just hand this off to the 20th level wizard. <laughs> yeah. You two need not concern yourselves with this. Leave it to people more equipped to handle a cleric of, of Windhorn's caliber. If only I had had a couple more days to do something about it, but I understand. <laughs> Come on. Come on. <laughs> I understand people get distracted sometimes. <laughs> I rolled sense motive, but I forgot that that's a skill I refuse to put points into, so I only got a 12. <laughs> Justin, can I roll sense motive as well? Sure. Please. Please. <laughs> Ooh, 12 and 12. You both feel that Nerixena is trustworthy and wanting to help the two of you. And more so probably Fainalin Academy and Fainalin the city. All right. All right. I don't think we've shown her the flyer. So Zelf also produced that and say, we found these circulating around the campus. That's where we learned the password for this letter. You don't happen to know what this cult club is, do you? Is there like a faculty rep who's looking over it? Fucking funny future sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not familiar with this, but it's related to the issue at hand. Yeah, we're not entirely certain how, but we suspect that either there'll be sacrifices or they're the ones that are actually going to do whatever ritual it is to call the infernal mouth. Headmistress Nurixena, I think that our squad sent here by Mist Morin as shadow and agents feel responsible for the things happening here. And I don't know if we feel comfortable just handing everything off. Oh. <laughs> but Astra was completely comfortable with washing her hands <laughs> yeah. of this. <laughs> Absolutely. The contract is really the only bit of proof that we have of Windhorn's involvement. Am I correct? That's right. It's the only proof of Windhorn's involvement. Yes. <laughs> Paul, no. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And our eyewitness testimony, Zelf and me only, who um, saw the passageway from his office that led to a bunch of ice corpses. Not that anyone would take our word against Windhorns. Oh, no, of course not. <laughs> Are you kidding? No. You understand if I'm not entirely comfortable leaving it in the hands of Why? the two of you. Why? <laughs> I just feel uh, perhaps that I could protect it a bit better. <laughs> I mean, it's hard to disagree with you. You are the headmistress of a magic school, a very prestigious and exclusive magic school. You've probably got power that I could never even dream of reaching. And that's fine. <laughs> Speaking of, Headmistress Nerxena, what do you know about the ley line running under Fanolin Academy? Do you know why the local goblins call it an infernal mouth? And do you know why it went dead? 
The city of Fainalin was founded centuries ago by an evil wizard Shit. called Uvarath, yes. who was a worshipper of Ebnir. Yes. He chose this location specifically <laughs> for its relation to the ley line. <sighs> Legend says that the ley line was caused by a battle between Ebnir and Selenus, these two gods waging war over Berwyn, and the ley line was a scar they left across the country. God, that's so cool. That's yeah. some cool-ass world building. I love that the school is like a relic of the evil god Ebnir and his worshippers. And they just, you know, we got some squatters. They're teaching magic classes. Yeah. She tells you that the ley line, when it was active, it empowered evil spells, evil sorcerers, spells that cause fear, that have the fear descriptor in more meta terms. <laughs> uh -oh. But in order to keep the ley line active, sacrifices have to be made. Like a stadium's worth. Yeah, we kind of pinpointed that one. She takes out a map of Fainalin, and she says, You can see in how the city was built in a trident shape. These three points, Fainalin Academy, the Court of the Archmage, and the Church of Salinas, the ley line runs beneath all three and into the Whispering Woods. Because Ebnir's weapon is a trident. I never knew that about my hometown. That's pretty fucked up, actually. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it does explain some stuff about the whole goth vibe of the town. I just thought that was aesthetics. <laughs> that is really fucked up. One more question. Is it resecration or consecration? <laughs> oh, when you de-desecrate something? Yeah. Is it ever secreted? <laughs> I'm not sure I understand, dear. Oh, of course not. I'm sorry. The question's too stupid for the Fanlin <laughs> Academy to be able to answer it. No, I got it. <laughs> Headmistress, we're going to act as free agents under our own discretion. If you have anything that you need to inform us of before tonight, Perhaps send it to us magically. And if we have something we need from you, will you be here in your office? I plan to connect with Archmage Venturi. Well, safe travels. Zelf, let's leave. All right, let's go. As you guys leave the clock tower, I'm going to have you make a perception check. Ooh. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Paul, are you also just waiting for the other <laughs> shoe to drop here? Yes. Like always, <laughs> but especially now. This has been much too easy. We've contacted an adult who's now going to take care of everything. I know, right? no, we can all works. go home. <laughs> well, I rolled a 22 on my perception. Yeah, I got a 23. So we're in pretty good that time. <laughs> As you exit the clock tower, you see uh, to your right where you know that the access to the underground area uh -oh. is a group of court arbiters who have pulled <laughs> like a robed cultist from the hole in a net. <laughs> and you can hear them saying, it's just like High Mage Windhorn said, someone is plotting Ooh. something here. Uh -oh. Oh. Wait, is Windhorn going to betray Ansel? Self, did you hear that? What do you make of that? I think Winhorn has plans within plans, and any one of his plans is the perfect way to spread a smokescreen. Oh, I don't like that. I barely have one plan. <laughs> do we need more plans, Self? No, we need less. Oh, okay. Okay, that's easy. All right, no plan. Okay. It's the only way to confront somebody with endless plans. <laughs> <laughs> that totally makes sense to me, Zelf. Yeah. No, that's that logic is impenetrable. Uh Justin, can Zelf get closer and try to glean any more uh nuggets from the person they're capturing? 
or from the crowd? Are there any zombies in, in with them? You don't see any zombies, but you do hear them talking okay. amongst themselves. One says, we're looking for three suspects. The same three that took a paladin hostage and broke into the court of the archmage. Damn it, I knew it was going to be us. As soon as he hears that, Zelf puts a hand up to make himself less visible. (laughs) (laughs) Just walks by with a hand over the side of his face. Takes off his chef hat. (laughs) (laughs) Pulls a tablecloth out of his bag of holding to wear it over his chef clothes. Meanwhile, (laughs) Johnny and Patty have been riding a horse. Johnny has been riding a horse. Patty has been riding on Johnny's shoulders on the horse. Let's be accurate here. After about a half hour, you guys arrive at the gourmet goblin camp. You see these tall wooden spikes that form like this large wall around this wooded area. Whoa. There are, on each side of this camp, tall lookout towers. If you go straight up to the front of it, you will be seen. Cannot wait to see what they do. (laughs) So I feel like we should have a little team discussion here for a minute. Yeah, sure. What's up, Patty? (laughs) You know what, Johnny? The whole ride up here, I've been sitting up on your shoulders just thinking, and I've made a list of questions that I have for these goblins. Okay. Like like Barbara Walters. I'm so prepared. (laughs) But, you know, I think we should just, like, go up to the gate and be like, hey, guys, it's Johnny and Patty. What's up? And see if they'll talk to us. Yeah, like, I was thinking I'd, like, create some sort of, like, flag of surrender or something. Like, oh, I love it. Well, like, we don't surrender, but, like, a flag of, like... Peace? We're not here to be mean to goblins. Like, yeah, 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 yeah totally, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, I think our intentions will show through. Yeah. I agree. I agree. Okay, excellent. <laughs> we can use some of these leftover t-shirt-making supplies that I have, oh and we can make a flag. Awesome. Can we write, like, friend to goblins or something? Yes, F2G! Totally F2G! <laughs> this was the right group to send to the goblins. <laughs> I mean, with perfect clarity, I knew that was going to be what they did. Not the t-shirt thing, that was wild. But obviously, <laughs> the only solution be to walk right up to the front gates and say, hey. <laughs> yeah, so I think Johnny and Patty are going to pull out the t-shirt making supplies um, and make like a little banner yeah. that says like F2G and it has a smiley face. Johnny will draw like a trident and then like draw an X through it. So like it's bad. Yeah, no bad. No trident, no, bad. no Abner sort of deal. Smiley face, no trident. Right. <laughs> <laughs> As you approach, the goblin that's in the lookout tower that's nearest, you can hear him start uh, jumping up and down and screaming down into the camp, something in the goblin language. You can hear some rustling back there. I just realized, do either of us know goblin language? <laughs> oh, no, Patty, I totally don't. <laughs> we didn't think about that before we came. I don't think that I do either. Uh-oh. No, it's all right. Like... We'll have to just like use like hand motions. Yeah, or like we can draw in like you're pretty good with like design and stuff so maybe we can That's draw true. what we want in the ground yeah okay awesome awesome okay we have a plan it's gonna be fine it's gonna be fine 
as you guys discuss this, the doors are pulled open. Whoa. And you see a group of goblins standing there. They are squat little, like, green scaly creatures. They each wear, like, a leather apron. And they have, like, a little leather cap that matches. Cute. They're all aiming, like, large spears at you. Ooh, not cute. Behind them, you see two very tall anteaters, almost, that are Ooh. blue. They've got a long trunk with, like, a little anteater tongue that comes out. You see, like, some, like, saddles on them. And one of the goblins is trying to wrangle two of those. They're quite big, bigger than your horse. Wow. Yeah, and they're all screaming at you in Goblin. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Overlapping with each other. So I... This is a total wild hair, which is Hell yeah. all that I ever do. <laughs> I have some points in Candle Animal, and okay. I'm like, could I offer to assist this goblin with wrangling his giant blue anteater as a peace offering and show of good faith. Um, yeah. <laughs> Justin, like, I was not prepared for yeah. this. Yeah, Johnny's gonna, like, you know, hold his hands, like, real wide and, like, have the universal sort of gesture of, like, non-threatening and... He's going to be like, oh, man, they're like chefs, right? And he's like, what would sell for? And he, like, pulls out a box of cat treats and, like, leaves it on the ground and, like, backs away. As an offering for them to get it. And also leaves them, like, so they can see it more clearly, the t-shirt he's wearing. (laughs) Friend to goblins and and no Abner. Can you speak the universal language of massage? <laughs> if, if they let me, like, uh, <laughs> yeah, we should probably not go straight to massage. <laughs> and I can sit down, like I'm looking for like a discussion or something like that. Let's see what happens with Johnny's offering of cat treats before I like go up and start helping cowgirl this anteater. And then if they're open, I will offer that as like an additional benefit as a friend to goblins. FTG. FTG, which is what I am. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I guess I'm going to have you guys make a diplomacy check. I'm just trying to decide at what penalty. (laughs) (laughs) Because we don't speak the language. We're just pantomiming. (laughs) <laughs> and I will assist her on the diplomacy check. It's a group effort, what's happening here. So like. We all have really like pleasant expressions on yeah. our face. We're super nice dudes. We're using very open body language. Yeah. Like. yeah. yeah. <clears throat> okay, that's a 23 on my diplomacy check. Well, I got a 10 to assist. Cool. I don't know if I help. Yeah, you add two to her role. I like that even after the extensive discussion we had about all the languages that various oh, yeah. people in our party speak and don't right. speak. And the fact that Astra can cast comprehend languages. Right. We did not even take one second to consider whether Johnny and I would be able to speak to the goblin. Oh, yeah. But also, Patty and Johnny wouldn't have considered that, obviously. That's true. Just That's off. true. No, no. <laughs> The goblins understand that you are not being aggressive towards them. There you go. And they allow you in. Johnny, you said you were going to, like, sit down. Yeah. Patty, you were going to go try to handle one of the creatures? Well, I'm going to kind of point to myself and nod. And then I'm going to point to the misbehaving creature. The one that, you know, you said a goblin is having some difficulty wrangling it. I'm going to be like, eh? And kind of (laughs) point to it and then point to myself and be like, Eh? 
and see if it gives any sort of <laughs> indication that it would like my assistance with its anteater. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that they don't stop you. They It kind of steps back and lets you move <laughs> towards it. Hell yeah. This is Patty feeling real confident on something that she has <laughs> very little basis for being confident about. Make a handle animal check, Patty. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I rolled a two, um, with, um, taking me to a five total. So oh, no. <laughs> it was a good effort, but I don't uh. think I helped. <laughs> the creature kind of rears back. <laughs> the goblin that is holding it, Patty, he like reaches at your belt. Oh, no. What is your CMD? My CMD is a 18. He can see, like, one of your alchemist fire in your pouch, uh, and he's trying to grab it off of you. Ah, Rude. But he he fails. I only rolled a 16, so he's not able to do it. You are able to get out of his way. Patty's going to scurry back over next to Johnny. She had big plans for taming the (laughs) anteaters on behalf Mm. of the goblins, but clearly that's not going to work. No, we can just try again, Patty. No, 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 I think think I'm good. I mean, I told you I was scared of horses, and I thought that maybe this was not really a horse, but you know what? I'm realizing now that it's a lot like a horse, and I'm still, I'm afraid. So I'm just going to hang out with you, bud. A couple of them have come up around you, Johnny, Mm -hmm. and with their spears, they're just kind of like poking at your symbol of Gavlin that's on your armor, not like trying to stab you, just like knocking into it. Mm-hmm. After a moment of discussing between themselves, they start to head towards the stairs right here. You see, like, along the top of their campsite, there is, like, wooden pathways that run all on all the roofs. Wow. And they motion for you to follow them up, Johnny. All right. Johnny's like, yeah, no, totally. I'm definitely speaking with these dudes. <laughs> <laughs> I wait for Patty to come with me. I don't leave her unless she wants to stay here. I don't know. I'm I'm sitting here looking through my inventory for anything I can barter with the goblins with. And all I have is beer. And I don't know if I want to get them drunk. So I think I'm going to try to follow Johnny and see if they're okay with that. Johnny is looking around like a kid at Disney World. He's like, this treehouse is amazing, Patty. (laughs) (laughs) Great, yeah, the goblins allow you to come along up into these thin rooftop pathways, these little wooden bridges between the rooftops. Once you're at higher ground, you can see the full expanse of the camp. On the ground below, you note a lot of shoddy single occupancy tents that are just thrown together in groups outside. But there are also four more substantial structures. They are built sort of haphazardly with like lumber and sticks, and they have these thatched roofs. The goblins direct you along a path that branches out to the right towards the northeasternmost structure. And now, Johnny, you can see exactly what it is that you're being led to. It is a large sigil of Zitrix. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> and it's been erected on the roof of this building. You can see candles and strange offerings that are placed all around it. Oh. Remind us who Zitrix is? Zitrix is the chaotic evil god who is directly <laughs> opposed to Gavilan. Yeah, the gnomish person who sold me the cursed item. Well, I had like a Zitrix <gasps> thing. Right. Ooh. Mm. 
could you barter that cursed shield to them? That was literally what I was just going through my head. They probably would really like it. <laughs> Johnny, save that in case you need to like barter for the life of a hostage named Patty at some point in the future. <laughs> he has like a lot of misgivings upon seeing that symbol. He's like, oh man. <laughs> I think Johnny is religiously obligated to destroy this goblin village. I know. Is he going to light this whole wooden <laughs> no, treehouse on God, fire? He's just going to get big <sighs> and kick it over. As you approach the shrine, they all like kind of just gather around, almost like they're waiting for you to do something at the shrine. <laughs> they're yelling commands at you, but you're not quite sure what exactly those commands are. Fuck. <laughs> Patty is going to um, respectfully curtsy <laughs> and see what happens. <laughs> Lovely. And then dip into a little rat curtsy, which is very Aww. nice. She's been well trained. She went to a good finishing school. Of course. <laughs> Can I make a knowledge religion check about Zitrix? For sure. And like rites and shrines, stuff like that. Oh, natural 20. Yeah, 23. I'm glad you know something. Patty, you can see that Johnny's two brain cells are going through a lot right now as he's thinking. (laughs) (laughs) So things that you know about Zetrix, you know that he is chaotic evil. He's the Mm -hmm. god of artifice and fire and also madness. Mm -hmm. You can tell that they are wanting you to make some sort of offering to this shrine. And you get an idea that... This is some sort of pre-combat ritual that they're asking you to leave an, uh, an offering to Zitrix, and then they're going to fight you. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. Johnny's like, hey, uh, Patty, you might want to get ready for battle. Patty's just going to continue curtsying. Uh, I'm not leaving shit at this shrine. I'm here as an observer. If anyone's combating, it's you, bud. Uh, let's see. What do I want to leave? I don't want to leave the shield because I actually want to destroy that. And I'm supposed to be trying to get it away from places like this. <laughs> Can you leave a bomb at the shrine? Whoa. And then detonate it. Oh, rude. Actually, Patty, can you help me start a fire on the shrine? <laughs> he takes out a flask of oil and pours it on the Zitrix shrine. <laughs> I mean, I can, but... No, no, it's cool. Zitrix is the god of fire, so this is totally a respectful offering. Oh my god. I got a Patty, and then he like, takes out his flint and tender and then sparks the shrine on fire. <laughs> and he'll lock eyes with whatever goblin wants to meet his gaze. Jesus Christ. <laughs> the goblins all kind of go crazy. They're all just like... <laughs> Running around, they're not even speaking language anymore. They're just, like, squealing very loudly. You can't tell if it is happiness or if they're scared or angry. Uh, It's kind of implacable. They're just very, very hectic. They move away from you, giving you a little bit of space, maybe, like, five feet on each side. And then they all start chanting, Kradit, 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 in unison. I think they like it. (laughs) Johnny, like, sighs heavily, like he's, like, getting himself ready. Like, he can feel the, like, cadence building. He's like, I'm not quite sure what it means, but yeah, Kradit. (laughs) Patty, as a natural-born performer, is going to improv her way through this, and she's also going to start chanting Kradit. (laughs) Everyone's chanting now. Yeah, Kradit! Yeah! Yeah, awesome, guys! Johnny also draws his sword. You see 
Johnny, to your right, a goblin wearing large purple robes, like fur robes, climbs out of the tent beneath the shrine. He is wearing a very tall chef's hat, and he's carrying a large, like, butcher's knife. Oh, God. (laughs) Johnny, I hate to tell you, I think you are about to engage in ritual chef goblin combat so credit to you buddy (laughs) sorry patty i kind of knew this was happening i just didn't quite know how to say it out loud oh i'm realizing now that credit is the name of the bad guy and that's what i've been chanting this whole time i thought it was just like (laughs) just like a phrase yeah like battle 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 i'm not cheering for him johnny i'm cheering for you he approaches you and he sort of bows and i'm gonna have you Roll initiative. Hell yeah. Let's go. I'm so sad I didn't come to this one. Thank you to everybody who has been listening and sharing the show. We recently made it to Spotify's podcast leaderboards, if you can believe it. We were number six for fiction podcasts in Australia and number 10 in the U.S. That like in all of in all of Australia and all of the U.S., that was us. And we could not have done that without y'all listening and sharing it with folks. So I just wanted to say thank you. Also, thank you for all of you who have signed up for our Patreon. We have a backlog of already recorded character questions, but once we've posted those, we're really excited to hit the ones that you have submitted. You can post those on the Patreon or on the Patreon Discord, and we'll add them to the list. Burnt Cookbook Party is Andrew Hansen as Johnny Brightchild, Caitlin Statehar as Patty Hertz, Paul Lukemeyer as Zelf, me, Jenna Steber, as Astra Blup, and Justin Green as GM and World Builder. Produced by Jenna Steber. This episode was edited by Justin Green. As always, you can find us on Twitter at BCB Party or email us at bcbparty at gmail.com. Have a good evening. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.